Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It's Friday, May 8th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 312. Is that right? Yes. 312, because last time was 311. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I had that whole I'm your host. We did that whole thing. <laughs> I'm your host, Austin Walker. I'm joined by Rob Zachney, Ricardo Contreras. How Hello. y'all doing today? Coming hot off the heels of this Xbox event that has the Internet burning down in excitement. What's uh, this? I'm, I'm so hearing? glad we delayed recording for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely worth it. Um, let's start on a good note. What was your favorite thing from that event? What was the thing in that event that you were like, oh, okay, cool? Um, I liked the part where we had to break it to Kato that H.R. Geiger passed away some time ago. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, that, was, that was good, uh, yeah. where Kato I... legitimately thought that he probably worked on that game Scorn. It was yeah. so... And... Well, I mean, it's, it, is liter- it is literally a direct... Homage to Geiger, right? right? I mean, it has to be. Uh, there's no they, way that that sprung much. full for, form from somebody's head, and they did not know who HR no. Geiger was. <laughs> it's fucked up. The par- apparently, that's very funny. The first, the, that game is going to be released in two parts. The first is to be called Dasein, a German word that means being there in vernacular German, uh, and being in the world in Martin Heidegger's philosophy. Great. What? Love that we're just, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Dasein. Sure. Let's go. Let's get it. Uh, Heidegger, you got some got some issues, but, you know, uh, well, nevertheless. Um, yeah, that trailer, that trailer was something. Scorn. It had, um, a, it had a look. It had a good look. Like, if you yeah. like that aesthetic, I, if you like, it actually, like. Did it, though? It, what's think, it doing? Right. That's a, What's that's it doing that the work that it's that it's that its primary influences haven't already done is my question. Besides, like put it in three D. Yeah, that's right. The thing. Now you that's... can be in it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I can tell you what it is. According to Wikipedia, um, the player starts with a pistol, a six shot weapon, dealing mild damage to the in game enemies. Oh, there, there you go. That's what for it real? is different. Get a gun for real. Yeah, the that's game thus not... far presents mm. two main weapons: a pistol and shotgun. Okay. So now, so like now, you can yet live the fantasy of like, what if I could run through that HR guy or concept art and kill fools as I do it? The shotgun is a three shot weapon that deals considerable damage to enemies close up, but the damage drops at long distances. Mm. All right. The shotgun is composed of the same materials. The pistol appearing to be made from organic matter. I, you know, I'm not. But these saying, these weapons also express our sexual anxieties, right? And, exactly. Yes. Uh, sort yes, of speak of to more atavistic uh, fears <laughs> and desires uh, that are that we sort of bury deep within ourselves. And so that's why, uh, you know, it's the shotgun does da- more damage up close, and the pistol is sort of a weak all rounder. 
<laughs> I'm not saying you can't do something interesting with with violence and and the kind of Geiger-esque sexual like uh, architectural organic design stuff. And I mean, the reason I, I the reason I'm saying I am not saying you can't do that is because it's been done uh, for 30 years. Yeah. Um, but I'm not saying that this game is going to be bad or anything like that. Uh, I know it was Kickstarter. I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. Uh, it's just one of those things that's like, that okay, didn't see anything well actually new in the yeah. Actually, I think this this speaks to maybe my biggest issue with this. Like, the presentation was bad. I don't know how the games looked, right? Because right. everything was going for a very... I mean, they're all game trailers. It was just a chain of game trailers. But I think the thing is, yes. they're all done in this very uh, sizzle reel style. But a lot of these games are, if they're going to be... If they're going to be at all interesting, they're probably doing stuff that doesn't lend itself super well to a sizzle reel or we become so desensitized to that like pacing and editing that nothing here like we're like i'm like we're all very justifiably cynical about presentations like this you you show these sort of super cuts of an aesthetic and the action but that doesn't convey anything and that can often read as almost like masking a lack of substance as much as it implies greater substance and so i think this was the the real issue with this entire presentation was uh if you were sort of coming to this with a desire to learn about like, hey, what am I going to be playing on the Series X? You left with no greater insight into that question at the end of this presentation than you went into it with. Right. I, I, I mean, let me, let me rewind a little bit for people who have no idea what we're talking about. There was a, an inside Xbox event today, uh, or the day we're recording this Thursday, uh, that was supposed to be kind of the first look at extended gameplay uh, on the Series X. These are the types of games, like Rob said, that you'll be playing in just a matter of months if you want to buy a Series X. Um, and <clears throat> what, it, what it felt like to me was very much looking at like upcoming game releases on Steam. Um, and I don't mean that as a jab to those games. Um, <clears throat> really, what I want to emphasize is that, like, I think the, I think that an event like this did those games a kind of disservice. When I think mm. about the the traditional like E three press you know conference thing, and that's not what this is. This is not the stand in for that. Microsoft said up front like new first party stuff is going to be at this event. There's going to be a big first party event in July. I want to say that they said. Um, uh, so look forward to that. Blah 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 blah. Um, that's when you'll you'll see Halo. That's when you'll see all the other stuff. Um, uh, so I knew that it wasn't going to be like knock it out the park. Everything is like this is what gamers want. Um, <laughs> but but what I what I what normally happens in an event like that is you have a couple of big like standard bearers, the things that like every that a lot of people are really excited about. Right here is here is your Halo. Here is your new FromSoft game. Here is your new Call of Duty or whatever. I may not be that interested in those, but what what putting those there does is create a certain atmosphere of interest and excitement. And then, and then this has been like the story of the last decade of of games. Uh, and and you know, for a while, Sony was doing it really well. For a while, Xbox was doing it really well. They hand it off back and forth. Nintendo does it with with their indie indie stuff on uh, not on stage, but during some directs and stuff. Um, where it's like, oh, everyone's hyped up, and now here's this cool little indie project, or here is this like game from a, a smaller studio that's still getting published by a by a major publisher, but you would have 
missed it otherwise. You don't necessarily care about it. I look at something like that Bloober Team game here. Uh, Bloober Team, the team that did Observer uh, and uh, the Blair Witch game and Layers of Fear, uh, have a new game coming out called The Medium um, mm-hmm. uh, that's set in uh, Krakow and features a woman who is like seeing into uh, the spirit realm. Uh, and it has it has music by Akira Yamaoka, who is the uh, the composer of Silent Hill, um, and like that's exciting. But here it kind of felt flat because it was it, it resembled everything around it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it did it, it wasn't like they got the contrast with Call of Duty a second ago, and suddenly this is something that really stands apart. Um, and that's on top of what Rob identified, which is also everything had to be framed in terms of like. And this is coming to you with 4K, 60 frames a second. I don't know if that's true for the medium. But like that was like the vibe of all of this stuff was like mm. bask in the atmosphere of next gen. And like that's not – that doesn't do any of these games favors because they all basically look like decent games. <laughs> you know what I mean? None right. of them looked stunning. I don't know. Kata, there's anything also, I mean it's, it's going to be tough to say bask in the, in the flavor of next gen when like you will need – like you'll need some serious understanding of the nuances of graphics tech, I think, <laughs> yes. to really tell at a glance. Like, oh shit! Like they couldn't have done this on Xbox One. That's going to be tough to parse. And I think this is the the other part of this is like the messaging around this is going to be look at like look at the technical powerhouse we're unleashing on on gamers. But one, many of these are not the games that'll necessarily benefit or showcase that that. Uh, technology the most but then also even if they can like how different is the how different is medium going to look on xbox one yeah. uh than on the series x right like that's yeah. that's just going to be tough to parse it is totally Kato, i'm curious if you had anything that really stood out uh, in terms of games that you were interested in or i mean just made a positive vibe um i was kind of interested in call of the sea just because it wasn't as dark as everything else is like, oh, look, yeah. there's there's color in this world <laughs> for yeah. a second. Uh, who knows what that game is? But that's the thing is like it's such a like that w- that trailer was such a like not I don't know like I I don't know what that game is. It was just like visually this looks a little distinct from the stuff that we've seen be- the rest of the things which are all uh-huh. going for like a realism bent. Um, I and think then, it was course, about that game. Huh? Uh, Grace Grace Benfell, who uh, uh, on Twitter, Grace Machine on Twitter, who wrote that uh, piece on Final Fantasy VII's pre-rendered backgrounds for us, mm-hmm. uh, was like there were like four games in this in this thing that when the, when the trailer first started, I thought, is this is the this new Bioshock? New Bio- <laughs> yeah, and that was like the that was the chief one. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. was the big one. Yep. Love to look down at a picture of my parents slash spouse slash child and remember that one thing that they said that will encourage me to go kill hundreds of whatever right synth mutants or whatever well, that's a, <laughs> like that's the one thing that kept that kept me a little bit like interested though is that there yeah. wasn't then like a and now yes. we're shooting and now there's yeah. power so i'm still kind of curious what is happening because the only thing you see is like a like a hand like Alien handprint, sort of or maybe something. alien. Who could like, even so say? like who knows? Like is it a puzzle adventure exploring game or is it a shooter? Like who knows? <laughs> right. It could right. be either of those things. Um and then of course the the anime game it was like anime. This is this is also that, different. That trailer infuriated it is me. An anime game. That trailer infuriated me because uh-huh. it it started with this is a trailer for Scarlet Nexus, a new Bandai Namco Did game. You... That starts with 
an incredible uh-huh. two incredible things. First, it starts yeah. with uh, great enemy design, just like like wow holy shit these enemies look really cool yeah like flower heads and they're like wire like that wireframe bodies not necessarily like uh, dress form bodies basically right with like with like strange tails and blah 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 and then and then the the you know the text on screen is like the others have arrived they can't be hurt Right. And I'm like, oh shit, okay, right. okay, they can't sure. be hurt. That's okay, good. <laughs> That's an interesting premise. Like, look at these cool creatures. Look at this weird, like, look at this cool dog that has like leaf hair and a weird cone face. Right. I don't. And it's like, until then, now, my god, like, every fucking they cannot be stopped until now. Until until JRPG protagonist thirty yeah. shows up with a fucking sword. Like, okay, hey, the interesting thing of your premise. My life is yeah. pretty crazy. <laughs> god, god. <laughs> It's so it's uh, so like you had the premise. The premise was dope. The premise was these cool creatures who are who are like spooky by their nature and then also they can't be stopped are here. What do you do? Uh way more interesting than I I use my laser sword to kill them. That's what I do. What I do is I kill them along with my militarized group of tactical monster killers uh-huh. who launch missiles at them. What the fuck was the problem? We had missiles. <laughs> Well, no, he's got to use psychokinesis to make them vulnerable, you see? Oh, I see. Yeah, right? okay. He's the only one who can do it, obviously. Right. Because that's uh-huh. how it's shown in protagonist. Cool, cool <laughs> enemy designs. I love them. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I just... I'm uh, frustrated. Anyway. Um, so I'm I think excited that, I guess I, for, what, go, go ahead. ahead. No, what are you excited for? I'd rather hear what you're <laughs> excited for than me be disappointed. I mean, again. I'm still excited for that Yakuza game because it Oh, looks, yeah, totally. But, like... We already knew about that, you know. It yeah. was cool to see some new things, but it, it was just like, yeah, that, that game's still a thing. Great. Excited yeah. for that to be uh, a thing. <laughs> Rob, you had some thoughts about this new Avalanche game, right? Well, yeah, I just thought it was uh, depressing in the way I find a lot of Avalanche stuff, uh, which is that, like... Which game was this? I f- this is Second Extinction. Oh, uh, Dino Crisis. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, where, yeah, you are sort of deposited on this barren, uh, menacing, gorgeous-looking landscape, and then it's cut to, uh, again, like, sizzle reel of you machine-gunning velociraptors. Kill them like, all. Kill them yeah. all. <laughs> second extinction. Says Get the, it? Second, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and, like, uh-huh. it just, it, it made me think about, like, how again if i think about games like uh like how good avalanche's tech tends to be in terms of like creating these really atmospheric lavish outdoor spaces the sense of like being in not just like out in the world but like out in a wilderness and then what is so often <sighs> made with that tech is really derivative uninspired uh action games that don't really leverage any of that capacity you know like i think like for I me i look we at played generation like, zero together last <laughs> year, like months ago right like, right and we were like this is this is this almost so gets close. there it's so close mm-hmm. 
I went back and played some more of it like last month. I didn't even talk about it on the podcast, but I went back and played more of it because I was like getting in a Tales of the Loop, Tales from the Loop mode and like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's go back. And there were some updates. I'd, I'd seen some people on Twitter saying that they'd kind of like turned it around and, and the reviews suggest that like the, the, the recent reviews on Steam are now mostly positive and they changed like how some itemization stuff works and blah, 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 blah. And it's still that game. It's still that game. Like I, I still enjoyed. Like I, I enjoyed the first forty-five minutes of the hour I put in, and the last fifteen minutes were so like, ugh. I just stopped playing instantly. And well, this looks less interesting to me than that. Yeah, I think. See, and the thing is, like the the game that I want them to make, I think is probably one that is maybe just completely unmarketable, right? Like, yeah, I want I want the hunter with fucking aliens or something yeah. like that, right? <laughs> like, I want. Like I want a game where you have more of that. Um, okay, we were, we were bringing up Geiger earlier. So much of like Alien, for instance, is the pauses between the yeah, the yeah. sense of absence, the time to reflect on your situation, uh, the lack of certainty or even understanding of what surrounds you, what what, what you're dealing with, and that. All like if a game is going to have that sort of if you're going to evoke that sort of emptiness, uh, you can't also do the and here comes the wave of little dinosaurs <laughs> and then later we're gonna have the spooky like you're 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 going through the abandoned earth. Uh, but for now, you gotta kill these eighty little dinosaurs uh, with a machine gun. Circle strafe some, you'll get it. Like th- those two experiences can't really coexist, I don't think. And uh, it was just a bummer seeing that this one looks just so particularly uninteresting. Like fuck, man. You know, I'm not even necessarily against like, oh shit, there's dinosaurs and they want to eat me. They're coming at me. God. But like they can't like. But if they're just like cannon fodder enemies, where it's like look, run around in a circle and spray them with machine gun fire, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're hitting something where there's a through line in what we were talking about here, which is which really just underscores that we probably aren't the target demographic for much of this stuff anyway, because the game that we have all just described for the last, you know, 20 minutes uh, that we want to play is Alien Isolation, (laughs) a game where the enemy can't be killed. Uh, and it can't be stopped, uh, and where everything is atmospheric and takes the Geiger stuff seriously. Uh, and a game that was and, famously a smash hit. It was huge, huge hit. Everyone loved Alien Isolation. Huge <laughs> hit. Very marketable. Um, yeah, I ooh, uh, I know what the fuck it is. You know, I will say, okay, here's a moment for me was the beginning of the trailer for a game called The Ascent, which seems to be like a top-down, like, isometric action game that looks sort of like Ruiner. There was a moment there where I was like, that's it, that's right, Prey 2. The original Prey 2 is back, baby. Alien <laughs> cyberpunk bullshit. I'm ready to go on. I'm ready to be part of a grab team that, that captures bounties. Yeah, let's go. Let's get it. And then it was it was this thing, which looks looks, looks fine. But again, it, the thing that's so tough about a lot of these these games is that, like, there are so many other games that feel like they're in these the same genre space that are providing the same types of of action, actions and experiences that I'm not necessarily super hyped on seeing any of them. Um, even like the Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines two trailer. Oh, with not, the sick Joker memes. With the sick Joker memes. Like that's kind of how it uh, felt, right? Is like, what do vampires do? Oh, vampires do all kinds of fucked up shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Hannibal? Paint smiles on people's faces. 
I thought yeah. it was gonna be a a DC game because <laughs> I thought like that face specifically that they they've used uh, in recent like, like, Joker yeah. shit. I was like, what is going yeah. on here? Yeah. Then I I'm still very very curious about that game. Um, but I it was it's actually interesting. Cause, like I think this is the most of it I've seen. Like I just ended huh. up not. Spending a lot. I haven't looked at a lot of footage for it. I haven't. I didn't see it at E3. I know Rob, you went and saw it. So like, I realized like, oh, I'm kind of saving this game for myself in a little way, and that's kind of fun to look to, to think about and look forward to. Well, and that's the and that's the weird thing. Like again, why these things do certain types of games a disservice is uh, so like when I saw it at E3, you know, it's it's a vampire RPG, right? Yeah. Like most of what, like most of what I saw was going around the neighborhood, talking to people and like finding out what's up. Right. Like right. that's, that's kind of the vibe <laughs> of, of that game. Uh, and it's all very, like it all looked pretty interesting, right? It's vampire mm-hmm. politics, uh, you know, three different factions, basically all trying to get you to be their sort of pet press ganged PI in some ways. Right. right. Uh, that's not going to make, Actually, I think you could make a good trailer for that. But I think also we have a problem where the aesthetics of video game trailers have gotten so fucking narrow that everything just kind of gets whipped into this sort of tasteless mash. Mm-hmm. Agreed, uh, which is tough. Um, uh, there was like a space game called Chorus, but the with like the, the U in Chorus... Uh, I mean, it's just called Chorus. This is the thing. It's yeah. just called Chorus, uh, but they the they stylized they stylized that U that way into a V. Not in history. Um, no, no, no. I mean, I mean for, <laughs> for this, this game, game. I've never heard of this game. Before. I thought I thought this was. Oh, never mind. If this was first, I I could have sworn I heard something about this before, but maybe I'm making this up. Is this first look? Chorvis. I have no idea. It's just called Chorus. The V is <laughs> style is not real. Uh, no, you're right. Or wait, no, this is this is what's the what's the full name? It's Chorus a something something, right? Right. Oh, is Rise is one the? It's probably, probably that's not. probably that's just probably the saying. A it's probably just a tagline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the problem is, I'm searching for Chorus game, and what I'm getting is Chorus, an adventure musical in development on Fig, which is a different. Is a different thing. I put a different Chorvis. I put, hold on. I put Chorvis into fucking Google. Did and it work? the first two videos are Chorvis Rises One Reveal <laughs> See? See? <laughs> well, because what people think it might look like is is like core versus. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Chorvis. 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 Because it has, remember, it has that, it has that like very particular like space uh, imperial, like like a forty k style gothic space shit. So it's chorves. You have to like really get the back of your throat and really get the the the, the sound of like of a yeah of a disintegrating empire of of, dilapid, of, of a dilapidated There's ancient galactic rule. Chorves. Rise as one. Chorus and adventure musical. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Different game. Development on fake. That's yeah. what I said. Yes. I did not. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. Fuck. Yeah. This is this is not this has nothing to do with the musical game. They're going to run into trouble. One of these two games is going to going to be in trouble. Uh, so anyway, they just that need game to had lean spaceships. into chorves. They just need to lean into chorves. <laughs> yeah. It had spaceships, but eh, yeah, like I've seen better. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's tough. Um, like that. F- oh, hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, what's up? You sounded excited for a second. Oh, I just I was thinking about Madden. <laughs> thinking about uh, Madden well, and ooh. smart delivery and smart choices. Yeah, smart choices. Smart delivery just, was a, was was a phrase that we heard Madden. a lot today. Yeah, <laughs> smart delivery came up a lot today. Smart delivery is the thing that uh, Microsoft is really pushing developers to do. Is what mm-hmm. is my understanding from talking to some devs. Um, like really, really, really like, Hey, this is, this is it. You got to do this thing. Y'all want promotion. Uh, that's kind of how it's been characterized. Uh, I think it's been reported on, um, the smart delivery is when you release a game for the Xbox series X, uh, it, it is, it, if you buy it, you get it on both Xbox one and series X. So that's like forwards have, compatibility. almost. It's, it is. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if I bought, if I bought for instance, Chorves, which I believe, <laughs> which I believe <laughs> Chorves has smart delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then, uh, if it doesn't, I'm sorry to the developers. I, I don't want to misrepresent this. At least many of these games, they had this. If you buy it on the Xbox One and then you buy uh, an, an Xbox Series X like a couple months later or a year later, guess what? It's just part of your, it's already there. You've already gotten it. Uh, you already bought it once. You don't have to buy it a second time. That's smart delivery. And I will say that's smart delivery as someone who like does not is not <laughs> looking forward to buying a very expensive console this year or two if I have to. Um, then I, I would prefer not to also then have to rebuy games when when it's time to do that. Um, uh, when it's time to like play them on the new console. Uh, so the idea that like that's just like, hey, a big feature that Microsoft is pushing for, I, I I am my life has benefited from it. I have no idea what the back end looks like for devs. Um what were you gonna say, Kato? Isn't that kind of the thing though, is that you don't have to buy a new two new consoles? That's what I'm well, because... right. I mean, yes, that's a well let's get to that. Let's get to that at the sure. end of this. Because that is part of the problem <laughs> um for them, for both of these for both of these big companies. Um right. Microsoft or, uh, so that's like what Microsoft is pushing for and what a lot of these games are offering. Madden is not actually though, right? Rob, is well, that why you raised it? it? What's, what's yeah, I mean, there's just a weird, there's a weird uh, announcement from EA press release saying, like, <laughs> putting an asterisk on this. First of all, it doesn't look like they talk about smart delivery at all here. So they don't not use that language. The, yeah, yeah, they don't use because I suppose smart delivery implies a certain open-ended commitment to what's going on here, mm-hmm. and EA. Wants to make clear this is not open ended. Uh, the so they're saying that yes, players who purchase Madden Twenty One on the Xbox One will upgrade to Xbox Series X at no additional cost, ensuring that players will not have to purchase Madden NFL Twenty One twice. Ah, but wait, a uh, paragraph down to receive the offer. Players must purchase Madden NFL 21 and Xbox One by December 31st, 2020, and upgrade to Xbox Series X by March 31st, 2021. Uh, so this is early adopters only, and if you don't hit that window, mm, guess you can pay for Madden twice. <laughs> or or probably you can pay for EA's service yeah. and get in the door that way. Uh, yeah. But... It seems like a strikingly ungenerous, uh, like it, it. Like I understand why you might think, okay, we probably we probably do want to put limits on what this offer comprises. I just don't think 
it just seems like it's going to piss people off putting these sort of sort of limits on it to no real gain. Yeah, I don't know what you gain from this, honestly. I mean, I guess the thing they're imagining that they're gaining from it is they probably have those charts that say, here are the people who will buy this game in August, September. Right. Um, and then we'll get an Xbox Series or X for for the holidays and the holidays. And then in January, we'll want to buy Madden again because they right. play Madden. Um, or in those people are covered, right? What, so wait, when is the cutoff? March. Uh, so you have to have bought it by the tw- by the end of this year, December okay. 31st. Okay. So if you but then you also <laughs> need to have made your upgrade by the 31st of March. So for instance, let's say here's a scenario. Let's say it's playoff season. You get excited. You don't have an Xbox Series X. You have an Xbox One. Maybe you have an Xbox One X. You buy Madden because you're excited for the playoffs. You play it on your Xbox One. And then it's your birthday in June, and someone gives you a Series X. Too bad for you. Yep. Buy it again. But then you you'll just, just be the next, so thirsty but for then the next right, right, right. And oh, we'll buy. No, the but they don't want to slight that thirst. I think that's is is that. Do you think that's part of it too? Is that they don't want to step on the next Maddens if people get no, an upgrade? they want money. Why not? <laughs> Why no one? No, because like if you're if you're getting that upgrade and you care about that. You're still just going to be the person who wants gonna, to buy the next Madden. Even if you that's upgrade the in just, the summer. Like, do you think yeah. that that's not a big enough bump for people to be like, oh, let's just keep playing this one? I yeah, just, absolutely I'm trying, not. I'm, that's not I'm how people I'm trying play to games. imagine, like, why it is so important to get that person who, like, buys their playoff copy right. <laughs> for the Xbox One and then, like, gets the new console. Just do in, the fucking thing. Like, yeah. Why is it important yeah, to make that person make maybe sense. buy it twice or discourage them from buying the next? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand know. it. I, again, I, so to be clear, I understand why a developer wouldn't want to do this program at all, which is woof. We don't have the like one. It's expensive to to you know be forward to bring this forward and take advantage of the Xbox Series X because of mm-hmm. the assets that we've been working on because of the way that our systems work. Blah 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 blah. Uh, two, hey, we are a smaller developer and. If we happen to get a second bump on purchases, that is going to let us, you know, continue to do a second project. But EA is does not fit those those circumstances for me right. in a real way. Um, so it just feels it feels weird. Uh, of the games listed today, or of the games in in that event today, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which we'll get to in a second, Call of the Sea, Chorus, Dirt Five, Scarlet Nexus, which was the anime Bandai Namco action game, Second Extinction, which was the avalanche fighting dinosaurs game, The Ascent, which we did not talk. Oh, The Ascent was the kind of uh, 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 cyberpunk, cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, isometric like sh- shooter action game. Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines Two, and Yakuza Like a Dragon all have smart delivery. So, like that is a that. That is like a plus. Like I think that that is a cool thing to offer. Yeah. Like I'm probably gonna buy Yakuza Like a Dragon whenever it comes out, and then if I end up getting an Xbox Series X, that will probably be <laughs> where I finish playing it one day. Because like all Yakuza games, I bet I'll put 15 hours into Like a Dragon, think it's really cool, and then get distracted, uh-huh. and then years later go like, well, I should really finish that. <laughs> um, so like I think that's a good, that's a that's a nice feature to have. Um, I guess again, last things here. Dirt Five, Rob, not not your cars. I mean, Hashtag not my car. <laughs> the Dirt series. Uh, so I think the Dirt Rally series is probably of more interest to me these days, uh, which sure. is where they've sort of put their more sim rally racing stuff. Uh, but yeah, the Dirt games have been good. Uh, this looks fine. It just tends to not be my thing. And again, it's so so much of that trailer was just the kind of 
hyper saturated like impact aesthetics version of rally racing that it was tough for me to tell like that if you told me that was the crew three i'd have believed that too like it, it's just Ooh, tough to tell what's bodied <laughs> yeah right damn ruined um okay so wait you're telling me that it doesn't move the needle for you that nolan north and troy baker are gonna be in dirt five <laughs> what both of no them. you're not both of them. They're in the career mode. They were Incredible. They popped up in this interview after the event. Uh-huh. Well, now I'm intrigued. They're your mentors. They give you advice on sponsorship deals, racing strategies, and more. The career mode is built as a story-driven campaign with a narrative that takes shape based on the choices you make in between races. Shout-outs to Alessandro uh, Barbosa over on at GameSpot for, for that write-up. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Can't believe they got both of them. They got them both, finally. It's so weird. Like, it's it's kind of just, just like getting Al Pacino and Robert De Niro yeah. in, in a single project. You know, it's kind of, it kind of makes dirt. Well, dirt, the first the time Godfather it happens, it's really two. exciting. Uh-huh. Yeah. The question is, do they get to talk to each other? Do you know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. Is well, this that's a Godfather 2 like, or is this a Heat? People were like, oh, man, Heat, they don't get to talk, talk to each other enough. That's you're the right. thing. So that's why, right. that's why we need to make that movie where they're both New York City cops. And uh, then they talk all the time. Like, what if, they, what if they're like two buddy rogue NYPD detectives? How'd that one turn out? I don't know. I didn't see it. Was that the Righteous, was that righteous Kill? Yeah, Righteous Kill. Right, yeah. right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Was I it never, good? I never saw it. I never saw it. It didn't seem like there was any way that was going to be good, right? No, it seemed... Righteous bad. Kill makes it sound like there's definitely a scene where, like, Pacino's planting a gun on a guy, and De Niro's like, okay, so I came through the door, and I had that gun, and he took a shot at me. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Two veterans, uh, New York City detectives, work on a case of serial executions of criminals who escape justice. So one of them is the killer, right? That has to oh, be Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Or both of them independently are doing it, and then it wraps around at the end. They discover the other, and they're like, oh, cool. It's like Gift of the Magi, but with, like, you know, like police uh, corruption. Like, fuck, what is the name of that movie? Why am I? Uh, it's like, oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, it's like Gift of the Magi, but Boondock Saints. Yes. <laughs> um... God, what a blessed, what a blessed moment it was to not know the name of Boondock Saints. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the movie where they got to flow the river. Oh, Uh, my God. (laughs) Some Latin shit. Uh, And then, of course, De Niro and Pacino uh, were most recently in uh, Dirt 4, Um, previously (laughs) as your mentors. That's, uh, (laughs) I paint houses. Um... What's, uh, what's, well, finally, Assassin's Creed Valhalla had what they called a first look gameplay trailer, um, which was 90 seconds long. Um, I, I feel bad because I definitely saw something earlier this week that was like, don't listen, that's not a game, that's not a gameplay trailer. Don't, it's, it's in engine. Like, it's <laughs> the world, but it's like atmospheric. It's just like Vikings in a house. Yeah. Like, there's a guy with a torch. Like, it's not going to be, this is what the gameplay is like. Don't, sh- it's okay. Uh, and so I, my, my expectations were, I think were properly set for that one, but I definitely saw a lot of people being like, yo, what's going to happen? And then nothing. So I don't know. I wish this did anything for me. I wish I liked Vikings. I don't, I'm not a Viking person. I'm not anti-Viking necessarily. And this is not like a, I don't have like a big brain anti, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, this is not, this is just taste. This is just like, I don't like grapefruit. I don't like Vikings, you know? I mean, I think 
I get more interested. I think the Vikings inhabit an interesting world, right? But sure. if you pretend your thing is just all like Viking shit, where like the entire world is collapsed to, oh, it's all burly dudes getting out of dragon ships and burning monasteries and like kicking ass, then I'm like, I'm out. This isn't like, no, right, that's not sure. super interesting. But like, I am interested in like that period in England. Like, I think sure. that could be, and that's the thing. Like, my interest in this will increase as they take the focus off the fucking Viking guys coming <laughs> off ships yeah. and start to expand it to like people trying to figure out what am I do with these Vikings? Yeah. What do we what do we make of these? Like basically give me the last kingdom. Sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um I, that show's think- all right. Is it all right? I, I haven't seen it's it. It's all right. It's it's Bernard Cornwell. So okay, it's sure. uh, it's military fiction where like just imagine the dumbest, most badass dude possible, mm. uh, just you know trying to get his for adventure after adventure and never quite getting it. Do you think that it's weird that they are making a game? Not weird. Their Viking game is primarily about. It seems like it's primarily about England, right? I, we we can't even speculate to know what it is, but like this is not like the sagas, right? This is not like, like you said, this isn't like Viking shit. This is not like, do you know what I mean? This is Saxon shit. This is Saxon shit, and that is interesting. That like the name of the game is Valhalla. Given, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll do like inner Viking tribal feud shit too. But who knows? It's not it's not worth our time to speculate because this gameplay trailer really wasn't a gameplay trailer. It was a taste of the atmosphere in engine. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But you got to uh, stop setting. You got to stop setting these things up to fail. You got to stop setting producers out there. Yes. To talk about like, oh, here's the new shit in our game. We're getting rid of the uh, friction. You know, that we prevents use swords your more in the other game. Yeah. Uh, this one's got like axes. <sighs> the axes are in the logo. Did you notice? Oh, yeah. The logo, the A, is two axes touching each other. Assassin's uh, Creed. Assassin's Creed, yeah. Uh-huh. Axe-Axon's Creed. You gotta put two, two axes on two the axes, right. logo. Gotcha. So Axe-Axon's, yeah. Creed. Axes, one could say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel, I think generally where this leaves the, the whole situation here is, coming back to what you said earlier, Kato, of like, are you going to need to buy two consoles? Right. Um, my answer is like probably not. I probably will not need an Xbox One X because I have a PC that that I got last year mm-hmm. uh, that'll serve me for another four or five years probably. Um, and by the end of that time, it, you know, maybe I'll have upgraded some RAM or a graphics card or something, but the core of it should be fine. And then and then the PS5 stuff will be like, do I want to play these specific PS5 games? Right. Which they, I mean, the thing that's tough here is we have Microsoft and Sony just whiffing out here in terms of making the sales pitch for their new product. Right. Um, again and, and again. And then, whew, I don't know. I mean, even that, even there's, there's still that thing that all these games are going to be on the One X. Like, none of this is exclusive to the Series X. It just looks nicer on the Series X. Yeah, sure. So like, right, right, right. Yeah. Why would you, until there's actually any sort of exclusive that you're excited about, buy a Series X, right? Spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars yeah. on... Right, totally, totally. And nothing In here, an economic downturn. That's the other yes. part. Like, <laughs> right. Looming yes. over all of this <laughs> is like, okay, like, things have never been more precarious. Listen, man, but my contract never... is monthly now. It could all fall apart. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I might not have that money. Uh-huh. Right. So just just imagine, like, damn, like, I don't even know if I'm going to have a job next month, but um, 
Man, these screenshots of the medium on Series X are just, they're too good. They're I gotta find good. out what that's gonna look like. <laughs> yeah. So, ah, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, Did we want to talk about are... the one game we didn't mention, or was it just that? Oh, the bland? Crisis thing? Yeah. Actually, oh. that looks good. That's made by the, one um, developer. <laughs> that's, uh, when it started, I was like, is this a, is this a first person Ninja Gaiden? And then it was like, wait, is this a crisis? And uh, the then answer it was like, yes, kind of. <laughs> uh, Bright Memory Infinite. Uh, Bright Memory is available now on Steam. I think Infinite must be... Huh. Infinite is either going to be, I guess, a sequel or a... Maybe a... Like a... I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's see. Let's see here. Infinite, all new lightning fast. Da, 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 da. Uh, okay. The, there was Bright Memory Episode 1 came out last year, I think. Uh, on Steam, I'll link you to it. Made with made by a single developer. I know that uh, Dan Reichert uh, did a quick look of it back uh, when he was still a giant bomb, um, and it looked really good. It's like combo heavy first person action game where you like, you have a sword and a gun and a grappling hook, and you're like pulling stuff around, and mm-hmm. it's like first person shooting, See, but also but combat also, types, or also yeah. like sword. It's like it's like first person Devil May Cry is kind of maybe the vibe that that I got oh. from it. Um, uh, and it looked dope. And then, yeah, they opened with <laughs> the a trailer for it, uh, and it looks it looked good. Like visually, it looked really sharp, yeah. and that combat stuff looks really fun. The weather effects look like they kick ass. The weather effects like, look you, like they you kick said ass. they had you all like, of the weather the new effects crisis. on. Yeah, my my months. literal thing was like, hey Rob, do, how do you how do you do you have feelings about Crisis? Because I thought this was the and Crisis remake uh, or not remake remaster or whatever that's been teased a few times. Um, because could you blame me like swimming in the water, popping up onto a dock and shooting a dude? Uh, that's that's <laughs> crisis to me. Yeah. You tell me this got supernatural elements at this point. I'm like, oh, so it's like fear meets crisis. Yeah. It, like, looks, it does. Have you know a, who a lives in that Venn diagram? <laughs> me. Rob fucking Zach. Me. Uh, no. Yeah, you're right. This is impressive. The wind looks good. Oh. Like what's so funny about this is this is the most. This leans in the most to all of the shit we've complained about uh-huh. from everything else. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is just a fucking gun game. You got a fucking sword. It's glowy anime bullshit. It's like, but it's also there's the a guy, showed- there's a, there's a Viking in here for no fucking reason. I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, uh, you're doing, well, I'll tell you what's going on. Yes, please. A strange phenomenon, which for scientists, which for which scientists can find no explanation has occurred in the skies around the world. Mm. The supernatural science research organization, SRO, has sent sure. agents out to various regions to investigate this phenomenon. It is soon discovered that these strange occurrences are connected to an archaic mystery <gasps> and as of yet unknown history of two worlds about to come to light. Whoa. Damn. Damn. So that was, that was big Keanu Reeves uh, energy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I said Viking. I think maybe that that may have been that may have been an ancient Chinese warrior is my actual read on the helmet. Design, but I I oh, can't really? be I can't it's be. It's all kind of oh, silhouette. Yeah. I see yeah, that now. Yes, yes. Ah, right, but that's yeah, but that's like a Viking shield though. That, that right, giant this is round shield. Yes. Well, oh wow, did you see that the shield gets like bits blown out of it? Yeah, yeah. damn. Yeah, this is, so okay, but I will say yes. This. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is that this is actually gameplay. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. shows. This, this is the this old is, I can imagine myself doing this. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm liking it. Oh hell yeah! Delorean just showed up, and I need to the use it to get the fuck out of here. Delorean shows up, and I marked oh out. I got, I'm kid, like, kid, right. you and me, we got to get out of here. <laughs> oh God! Oh. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. 
and again, apparently being made by a single developer, which is unbelievable. Uh, I guess I believe it, but whew. um, yeah, shout out. That's being made by FYQD Studio, uh, mm-hmm. which also which, also has a, a Steam. Yes, this will also be out on PC for sure. All I mean, bright again, memory owners will get bright memory infinite for free. So awesome. go buy cool. bright memory for ten dollars for ten bucks. <laughs> now that's a fucking smart delivery. <laughs> Boom! Get them. That's right. Um, I seem to remember. I seem to remember uh, Dan even thinking the story was kind of cool. So you know. <laughs> Well, there's yeah, an endorsement. I, all right. Damn, owned. Just... Wow. Oh, shout out to Dan. I hope Dan's doing good with all this fucking nonsense happening right now. Um, I say that like, like I don't talk to Dan at least twice a week. <laughs> but. Wait, hold on. What is the business model here? What is this game, though? What like, is if what? They're just like, I could buy this game for People, like 10 bucks. Yeah, well, listen. Uh, the de- I think the deal is this person sold... Apparently, like seventeen thousand, there's seventeen thousand reviews on on Steam. So sold this game pretty well and probably made bank on it. Um, and so now they're making one for for console also. And I bet I bet Microsoft is doing some market co marketing or something mm-hmm. with it. So I don't Isn't know. Isn't that part of like the Xbox thing too? Though is that you can not port one. Just like it's easier if you're if you're making a PC game like. It's easier to just put that stuff on Xbox. There's like less to fiddle with, or am I misremembering from something else? At this point, I don't trust my own expertise to answer that question. Well, I I believe it's easier than it's ever been to bring games to either PS4 or Xbox One mm. uh, that than previous generations of consoles. Right. Um, but I don't know. That, that still means that there's probably a lot of work to to get done on it. Sure. Uh, but but yeah, I feel like yeah. Curious. All right. Well, now we've talked about everything. From that event, we should take a break, come back, talk about games we played, answer some some emails. So, BRB. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. All right, we are back uh, to talk about some games that we've been playing. Um, anyone have anything? Have anything they wanna they wanna shout out? Um, I have a short thing that I got into because they released a demo. Actually, I just I just remembered that I played this for more than I probably should have. Ghost okay. Runner. Ghost Runner. Ghost. Ghost Runner. runner. Um, <clears throat> Oh, this is a cyberpunk this is a, running game. Yeah, cyberpunk parkour, and you're a ninja. Um, and you're a ninja. <laughs> they released a, a demo that is short. Um, like, well, here's the thing. It depends on how quickly you can do it. Uh, it's like the first <laughs> level of the game or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. My best time ended up being something like six minutes. But, okay. you know, I played that game for like 
an hour trying to get right, it. It took you an time. hour to get that six <laughs> minutes, right? <laughs> right. Um, and you know what? It felt it felt good to jump around on walls and slash dudes up. Like it had a good flow to it, and it had that. I think even before I got to the end, I was like. I feel like once you know these layouts, you can like really get that time down. And then there was a timer at the end. It was like, it took you X time. I was like, okay, well, now I got to try. Now that someone's yeah. timing me, I got to go back. And um, that was really, I had a good time trying to get that time down as low as possible. But um, yeah, that demo's up on Steam and it looks nice and it, it, looks it nice. feels good. It feels feels uh, fast in, 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 in that way where... If you're if you're um, if you have a proclivity to like try to speed run things if they if they if they lean into it, um, it's definitely right. worth checking out. Like I don't do much um, of that, but like when the ninjas thing came out for Mar- Super Mario, oh uh, right, to like I got into that a, a bunch, but like uh, I'm not like a speed runner or anything, but it was still fun to try. You, you know? heard it here first, folks. Kato is now a speed runner. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a speed. <laughs> Keep his stuff Bad at, at GDQ. Uh, oh you should pick something. You should pick something. And let be me like, run. Let me this. run this this specific demo. I'll get it down to like. I can shave more time. What's off too, the What's like the I best know. right now? Do you know? Does it say in game what the what the world record is? It does is? not have others. It just says like your time to. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder what Ghostrunner demo speed running. Ten hours ago, um, three minutes sixteen seconds. Three minutes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're pretty All good right. at this. Yeah. I just saw this person just skip a whole fight or a whole sequence. What? Yeah. Great. I got to look up these sequence breaks. That'll help. That'll help a lot, you know. <laughs> Kato needs this tech. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, um, God. Well, we're still on weird future cyber stuff mm. between this and Bright Memory. I'm going to shout out a tactics game that I put a few hours into because uh, I'm just bouncing between them at this point. This is like, right. this is what this has become. Uh, for me is uh, 2020 is playing different Final Fantasy games and playing a bunch of tactics games on Steam. Um, game called Troubleshooter Abandoned Children. I'm just going to link you all the trailer for this <laughs> so that you can just run it in the background <laughs> while I talk about it. Uh, because it opens with the most off-brand Cowboy Bebop yeah. uh, mm-hmm. shit that I've that I've ever ever heard. Uh, where's Why is there not a trailer here? Give me a trailer. Please. Here we go. Well, it's the early access trailers. Is it the same? Yeah, it looks like the same. Um, so it is a it is a an XCOM style tactics game um, that is built around a set of pre-made anime characters. Um, uh, when I say it's XCOM style, I mean it's like tile based, and you have things like Overwatch. Um, it's like XCOM Chimera in that it is not one side goes, then the other side goes. It's it's like um, inner inner. What do you what do you call that? you know, interspersed, interlinked, whatever, uh, where you bounce between characters based on their speed scores. This trailer's stuff. upsetting me. Dude, it is wild. What I've if, gone, I have, what I have if gone Kenny all G over the place. did tank? I know. Yeah. It's so upsetting. Um, it's so upsetting. I will uh-huh. say there are some really, there are some bops in this game. I don't think that this off-brand tank is that. Um, but also, it's a game in which, like, one of your dudes does breakdancing moves to hurt enemies around yeah. you. Uh, it's one of the, it's a game in which like you have uh, like a cool like lady who ha- who carries a giant fucking sword. Um, I can't tell if this game is doing something or not. I mean, I can tell it's doing <laughs> it's doing a few things for sure. The big thing that it's doing is like 
JRPG style excess. This is a game made in Korea. It's not a Japanese game, but I hope you understand what I mean when I say JRPG style excess. And I don't just mean that in the visuals or the aesthetic. What I mean that is is mechanically. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me show you. Let me look at some. Let me look at some screens here to to give to you. Uh, I think the first one that I the first one that I took when I was like, all right, what what. <laughs> What are you allowed to do? This was a screenshot of the way uh, uh, my to hit chance was being calculated um, in a in a sequence. Here is a screenshot where I'm like lining up a shot, and there is uh, there are a million <laughs> pieces of information on the screen. Wow! Um, immediately, seventy five percent chance to hit, ninety two percent chance to crit, block zero percent. Okay, so far so good. Uh, hit chance is seventy five point six seven percent because my aim is seventy one point four two percent. Plus, I have the wild plus wildlife ten percent, competence five percent, fellowship three percent, distance minus three point seven five percent, weather rain minus ten percent. Uh, you can see in the top right of the screen right now. There's an environment like tab that has like a moon rain then a thermometer oh, and something else yeah dog uh-huh. <laughs> uh it's doing that it's doing that is what this game is oh my god uh so so for instance honestly uh, here's a, i wish xcom gave you half this fucking information <laughs> but it's not it doesn't exist in xcom that's not what it xcom doesn't care right. if it's raining or not here's a screen from like the management <laughs> my you're like running your troubleshooter group which is basically a group of of corporate secret police, we'll get into it. Uh, and it's like, well, here's what what sort of policies do you want to pursue inside of your various jurisdictions? Uh, do you want to do the civilian <laughs> oh cheer uh, thing? Do you want to do the wholehearted support thing? How do you want to how do you want to interact with like the people in this community? Um, what else What else is going on in here? There's a There's another big one. I have to find it. Uh, God, um, I have to find the masteries screen. Uh, did I take a screenshot? If I didn't, I'm gonna be mad at myself. Uh, okay, I can show you this one at least. The the character screen looks like something out of a FromSoft action RPG, where like on the right it's my HP, my vigor, my vigor recovery, my attack power, my ESP power, my hit chance, my critical hit chance, my critical hit damage, my armor, my resistance, my block chance, my dodge chance, my sight, my move distance, my speed, my slashing resistance, my piercing resistance, my blunt resistance, my fire resistance, my ice resistance, my lightning, earth, water, and wind resistance, then a bunch of uh, armor slots, a bunch of ability slots on the, up on the top left, four different masteries, one of which is tied to my race as a human, uh, the, the rest tied to class special abilities it's just this i have two professional skills one is sword crafting and one is drug crafting um (laughs) for when you make potions you know that's that's Uh what they're doing um and so it is just this this thing of like incredible excess uh of of design stuff which i i mean this game has has like um what do you call it uh uh the sort of like ability feeding stuff from a gotcha game where you, let's uh. say you can see here in the top left of, of the screen I've sent you now, my dude who is named Albus Bernstein, who is the main character of this game, <laughs> who wants to be a Excuse super cop me? so that he can find out secrets because he's something a catastrophe hit the world 10 years ago. And he thinks only the troubleshooters have access to the knowledge to know what really happened. Um, he is something called so joins- Bernstein. I think so. In the alternate world, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. This is what this is what put him on the case. Yes, that's he's like. I'm pretty sure it was Berenstein. Uh, I have to. I have to become a super cop to get access to the secret files. Um, so I have a thing here called uh, Wind Sword. If I want my Wind Sword to level up, I can feed other skills I learn into it. 
erasing them from my in my skill inventory, and I get those skills from fighting enemies and seeing other enemies fight as if it were like, did either of you play the um, Castlevania games where sometimes you would kill an enemy and like learn a new skill from that enemy? Like yeah. you fought one of those like bone throwing dudes and you kill them like, oh, now you can throw a, b- a bone. Um, <laughs> that's like this. Uh, an awesome but then you th- can remove that from that part of your mind palace. Yes. And shred it. <laughs> and shred it and- to make my wind sword ability better. Uh, it kind of slaps. <laughs> also, I got there was a skill I got at one point by because I lied to my mentor. It was like, oh, you got the guilty conscience skill. Uh, don't worry, I fed that into my wind sword. Also, um, <laughs> it's bananas. What if you didn't? What does that skill give you? Um, I for, I you know what? I have to look it up. I don't remember what it gives gave me. Guilty conscience troubleshooter. Let's see if this just works. I bet it doesn't. Oh, it does. Here we go. Masteries, <laughs> troubleshooter. Uh, guilty conscience. Maximum count of each mastery section will increase by one, obviously. What? Uh, I th- oh, I think that means my mind palace gets bigger if I equip it. Because oh. your your mind palace is... I know I sound like Natalie talking about fucking my time at Porsche right now. Um... My your mind palace is separate. It's not actually called your mind palace. It's called your mastery board or, or something like that. You but basic, we know what the, we know we, what it is. It's a fucking it's a mind, mind palace. palace. Basic class masteries, advanced class masteries, race masteries, human slash beast. Because mm. oh, by the way, you mm. can recruit animals in this game. The beasts are <laughs> like are like Pokemon. Um, you could <laughs> yeah. Uh, ESP type masteries: fire, ice, wind, lightning, earth, water, and non ESP slash spirit type masteries. I would say I would think non ESP type masteries is everything that doesn't fall under ESP type masteries. No, wrong. Specific <laughs> sub board. Um, there are hundreds of these skills. Hundreds? I'm gonna just link you to the wiki. You just keep scrolling on this fucking thing. This thing just magic acceleration, magic theory, armor piercing bullet. Oh, here's a fucking moment I had. So one of the first quests that you have is you. I'm gonna get to the story at some point because I'll help make all this make sense. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, I'll set it up real quick. You're trying to become a super. Okay, it's the dystopian future. The world went bad. Uh, you live in a town, a city called Valhalla. Um, it, it is filled with crime and terrorism and riots. And so the solution to that was to create. Uh, okay. Also, legally, they're not allowed to have a military question mark. Um, and so that's a problem for question mark reasons. Um, and also, their police are kind of inept, and crime is on an all time high. And so, ten years ago, they started this this thing called the troubleshooters, where you get to be like private cops, and they all have superpowers. They're like they're like what if the cowboy bebop squad had superpowers and also were cops instead of bounty hunters and bounty hunting is kind of being a cop anyway which we kind of hand wave that part of cowboy bebop because it's cool uh this is how it goes sometimes or it's like what if the ghost in the shell section nine crew all had more superpowers more than just cyborg bodies and also they were private instead of being state run um, anyway, uh, you, it turns out, it turns out introducing super cops to this broken society doesn't reduce crime at all, which huh. is why earlier I was like, I don't know if this game is doing something it or not. It just makes it cooler. It just, it just makes it cooler. <laughs> um, it, it, it hasn't actually changed anything. I suspect that where this goes is government conspiracy and blah, 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 obviously. Uh, regardless, you decide to be a cop for question mark reasons because 10 years ago something tragic happened and there's a great sequence early on like within the first 30 minutes where you try to get the information it's like once you like pass your troubleshooter exam you try to get the information and it says like no you're it that's still locked behind security clearance dumbass and you're like oh right i didn't just 
I became a super cop. That didn't that doesn't get me. No. Okay. Um, so once you get your clearance, once you pass your your exam, basically, uh, which comes after a bunch of tutorial levels, um, you there isn't actually an exam, but that's fictionally what has happened. You have to go find an office. You have to go set up your personal troubleshooter company's office. Uh, and so you go to kind of like your home, your home district. Wait, they're like franchised? Yeah, they're franchised. It's not like there is the super cops. It's literally there are different like sub like PMCs that all have brands that are all competing over contracts that all have different jurisdictions around town. Uh, it's wild. Uh, the world is like really like, Hmm, okay. I would watch this anime. This is like a psychopath <laughs> style organic ghost in the shell style thing happening here. Uh-huh. I'd be very suspicious of its politics for most of the season and be like, Hmm, how is this going to break? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, is this going to break with like, we just need more good cops. Like what's, where's this going? Anyway, so you go to set up your franchise. Um, there's just, there's a sequence where it tells you what the rights of a troubleshooter are. Again, troubleshooters are the name of these these super cops. Um, troubleshooter, the private Question. security guards granted the authority to investigate and arrest. Um, there, uh, the specific thing that it said at one point is like, oh yeah, they they it's basically they're judge they're judges from Judge Dread. They possess the right to investigate, arrest, and imprison criminals through self judgment of the case. No, don't give but anyone. Like cute. <laughs> but they're very cute. But this one has a great jacket and an incredible haircut. Um, oh, wow. You had a question, Kato. Uh, do they have guns? Yeah, they got guns. I'm shooting people all the time, cool. Kato. Cool. I just want to make sure the name. My dude has a big up. sword. Tru- trouble. Well, oh, shooters. Shooter. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. Some of them don't need guns. <laughs> like little drinks. Powers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So. I go to find an office. I find a, a bar run by this guy named Don Bruce. Great name. You can see the back of his body in this screenshot I'm sending you now. He that has ain't like, his real name. His name is Don Bruce. What's wrong? Uh, he has a ponytail, but then he also has a vest on that makes it look like he the has, Godfather. It makes it look like yeah, Don Bruce. I come to you today. Uh, he has a vest on that makes it look like he has a second longer blonde ponytail, which is very funny to me. What? Uh, and some local gangsters that? come in to extort him they call him an old prick he's like hey kid if you want a discount on your rent help me fight these thugs off while i try to call the police uh and you can't call the police because they've set down jammers blocking cell phone calls uh you can destroy the jammers or you can find a landline it's a whole thing regardless one of the first things that happens in that fight which is what i'm building to is this like tells you everything about this game he says Okay, I can help you fight, but also there's a secret circuit breaker back in my office. If you give me a second, I can run back there. If we, you know, you do what you need to do with that information. You're in command, kid. And so I ran him into his office and flipped the circuit breaker, which which turned off all the lights in the room, which immediately gave everyone a negative to shoot. Melee attacks don't have that negative because you're up close, but range attacks do. And since I'm a sword guy, that's good for me as a sword guy. Mm. Two. Um, Albus then says in dialogue, like, oh, right, my mentor told me that flashbangs are better in the dark because everyone's eyes have adjusted to the dark. So <laughs> when you throw a flashbang in the dark or do anything that creates the lightning debuff, it, in fact, increases from just being blinded by it to being having confusion, which makes people start shooting randomly or attacking their, 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 their uh, allies. So that's already like three layers of interaction, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that's it's dark. Dark creates makes range attacks harder to hit. Flashbangs traditionally blind you, but then with those two things are combined, lightning 
debuffs. I don't know why they're called lightning debuffs, but lightning debuffs inside of darkness causes confusion. Then I it only happened to two of the three people in the room because the third one had a mastery called sunglasses. And what the sunglasses mastery does is prevents that one specific thing from happening. And I don't know that he had I want to be clear. Is that the Devo looking dude? Uh yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I, or it might have been if you if you go to the Don Bruce you old prick is it, uh, is it screen, the one with the helmet? It's the one with the motorcycle the helmet. Motorcycle I think had the sunglasses helmet. mastery. Maybe having that equipped oh, gave him the mastery. I, sorry, I mean Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Punk. yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I got yeah. my headgear confused. So. Yeah, no, yeah. no worries, no worries. Um, yeah. So oh let me just God. tell you what I love about the screenshot. Also, yeah, in addition please. to Daft Punk, yeah. Uh, there's actually a great evocation of scene and character in this. Like Don Bruce has not one but two. Framed photos of a dog wearing sunglasses. It's true. Uh, and also, like, you know what? This looks like a great after hours. Don Bruce runs a great, that, like, is this a good bar? That is, no. no. Will it serve you drinks that he ha- happens to have lying around at, like, 530 in the morning? Yes, it will. And it's got a cool jukebox. So you cool can jukebox. already show up drunk at any time after bars have closed and, like, hang out with Don Bruce in his... Uh, rec room this is exactly the fucking game it is is like the thing that makes you go like what the what is happening here what is happening in every room that you go to Uh um there's this place i just sent pictures of now called ramji plaza that is like a big outdoor art uh, exhibition slash mall um that is like where the third mission in the game takes place and we're like 85 percent of the way to that reality anyway like you have you been to an art museum lately (laughs) like Uh, you're totally right um the the premise of this art exhibit is incredible. It's that like 11 years ago or 10 year, 20 years ago, this artist named um, Ramji something or Ramjist something uh, made a painting. Uh, and tell me if you've seen Heroes before, made a painting uh, that made it look like a big catastrophe was coming. And then it did. And he was right. And so he has spun that into a very successful art career where people <laughs> think that all of his paintings are going to come true. And one of his paintings, which you can see in the outdoor art exhibit that I that I showed that I a screenshot I sent you is of the outdoor art exhibit. And he did it a year or two before they built it. And so what they did is they looked at the painting like, well, we got to build that shit now. That looks dope. <laughs> Um, and that's great. That's great detail Amazing. to the setting. I love that the location appears to be the 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 Ramji Plaza Street Trees Rest Area. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which is yeah, again like strong Boston Greenway vibes. Where yeah. it's like, do we have a good park for you? No. Do we have some trees planted next to this coffee bar? Yes. Yes. You can absolutely. enjoy that. This is this is good city living. There was a bit where I was like trying to ha- find cover and the only thing available to me looked like a cube of running water and I was like that can't give cover but yeah it did it absolutely gave okay. cover do you okay hold on the spoonage yeah. thing the, spo- the spoons I was seeing the this. spoons what's up I what's was up? seeing the skill for spoonism uh-huh. in the wiki yeah what's up uh, also these skills so are wild so spooning gives powers I think it's hmm so the second thing that those people say might actually might actually help you. Uh, so what you're describing is a screenshot I sent you in which a dude says to two other dudes, do you believe in the spoonage uh, in this art gallery? Uh, well, the next the next thing maybe will help explain the situation. Uh, as they say, trust in the Lord. Um, spoonists are one of 
four enemy group types, I think. Um, they are some sort of cult. I don't, I haven't, no one, uh, here's what I will say is good about this. That happens. And then after that whole sequence happens, every other NPC in your, that you've kind of recruited to help fight this fight goes like, were they talking about spoons? What the fuck were they talking about? So, so yeah, who, who, who truly knows? Um, I think that there's like, there are spoons and spoonisms. Okay. There's criminals, spoonists, wanted man, and beasts and machines. Those are the types Love of it. enemies. Um, there are, um, there's like an entire breakdown screen of all of the different type of enemies that you meet. And they all have like different, you learn more about them as you fight and learn their weakness. You know, it's like one of those, it's one of those. Uh, and you learn their masteries and you da, 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 da. Um, I think this game is, might be too. Also, I didn't even talk about the fact that when this game starts up, it's like, Oh, do you want to play online or offline? What are you talking <laughs> what? about? What do you mean? And I want to tell you, I picked online because I saw someone say, just play online. I don't know what it means still. <laughs> and I'm Amazing. a few hours in. Um, I don't know I if love, it's like. Uh, I was just going to say, um, I love some of these mastery names. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, please shout out your face. Um, I'd love to equip Black Tiger and also uh, um, Sense of Belonging. Sense of belonging seems really, really good. Uh, oh, so that is that is specifically a company. Oh, are these all the company ones? Yeah. So on top of your individual masteries, right? So uh-huh. maybe you have the mastery for like, you know, frosty wind, which triggers frostbite to, to nearby enemies at the end of the turn. Um, there are also company masteries, which are about your company, your like troubleshooter company. And one of the the set that what? are available to you when you first start the game, like at the the very beginning, uh, when you create your company, uh, are customer satisfaction, which is that you get more money after completing a case from your clients, individualism, which is that every individual character in your company gets twenty five percent more XP, uh, scavenger, which is that you get more items, your chance of getting items from from people uh, is higher, sense of belonging, which is the amount of ambition <laughs> consumed decreases by seventy percent after completing a case. Uh, I forgot to tell you about the ambition <laughs> bar. Every character has an ambition bar, obviously, and taking damage or losing a, a you know failing a mission reduces that ambition that ambition quite a bit as people kind of burn out on doing the job and if that empties out they're all they're on the the bench until they can recover all their or enough of their ambition to get back out there but with sense of belonging you don't take as big of an ambition hit because you like hey we're all together we're all in it together wow um i opted for where is it where's the Love one that i picked here um, I don't see the one that I picked here. Oh, expertise, which is the chance of acquiring masteries increases by 50%. You know I'm about those masteries. Right. I'm not here to try right. to learn. So, you know, I, I really <laughs> badly need to learn the learning support mastery. Uh, and the best way for me to do that is to be an expert, obviously. It's just wild. And it's very fun to see this kind of mode of game design applied uh-huh. and layered on top of something that I think we often talk about being at its best when it's transparent and simplistic. Um, you know, even when you go back and talk to, you know, we just talked about uh, Chimera Squad and Gears uh, Tactics over the last few weeks, and we've talked about, like, w- where those two differ and how the benefit the benefits of both of the, those things kind of different, uh, differing in terms of transparency and clarity and blah, blah, blah. When we talk about Into the Breach, we talk about how it's so sharp because of the transparency 
that like almost board game like design, right? Oh, it's all it all it's all laid out there. There's no uh, chance to hit percentages. This game is like no, there's seven percent to hit chances. They all combine. You can see what they're all called. Is it mm. windy out today? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> and that maximalism. That maximalism one is so in lockstep with the anime aesthetic because mm. a lot of this sort of like action anime shonen stuff is already like enamored with and embodies a sort of maximalist emotional. We talked about this on the Valkyria Chronicles, uh, Three Moves Ahead Forever Ago, Rob, where I talked about uh, uh, anime being almost like impressionistic at mm-hmm. times where it's not necessarily about um, it's not necessarily about tr- trying to simulate some sort of reality. It's about trying to evoke uh, a sort of emotional truth of the characters in the situation. Um, and so I-, I kind of feel like this weirdly connects in that way, that there is something very like My Hero Academia about the fact that what you have is a troubleshooter who you have... you First of all, troubleshooter already sounds like a thing that would become right out of uh, My Hero Academia <laughs> or something similar style uh, anime. But a like. Hero name. Totally. But like to then have a character who's like, oh, yeah, I got the I, you know, I managed to to win that fight because my my predator's eye increased the, the 20 percent hit chance. And then and and the rain didn't affect me because I have the rain beasts uh, mastery, but it affected all, all of my enemies. Like, yeah, OK, fucking uh-huh. sure. Why not? Um, It's cool. It's it's I, you know, I don't. I'm gonna give it a few. Do you more get a nights. sense of a story unfolding. Like, yeah, I like, mean, do these characters hang out and like? Because that's the thing I also want to yes. see. Like, is okay. So is I'm good? not. I I am not in far enough to like be like. Here are my faves, um, but there does seem to be that style of like. I wouldn't go as far as saying persona necessarily, right? Um, but it is a game that has like that sort of like characters chatting with each other bantering there are dialogue options in the middle of combat and during the kind of more narrative story beats also um so there's like there's a moment like the this attack happens at this art gallery and you have to kind of go around and try to recruit the other troubleshooters who all happen to be hanging out coincidentally in the art gallery at the same time you're kind of like meet cute with your future partners uh and (laughs) with each of them you have to be like all right how do i want to tackle this how do i want to like invite them in do i want to try to guilt them do i want to try to like you know uh uh call on their sense of honor and dignity do i want to try to call on the fact that like if they turn their backs they're basically hurting people do i want to beg them uh get on my hands and knees and beg them um and so there is there is that style of interaction i don't know if there's straight up a like um uh like could i could i miss having one of those characters did i just happen to make the right choices or did i would i have gotten it anyway like is it tracking character relationships or what um but what i will say is those characters do have like really bright, again, anime or JRPG style personalities that are very um, crisp. You can very much see like, oh, these are the two friends. So like the the two characters I linked earlier who are hanging out here, uh, the kind of white haired girl with the huge like orange sword on her back. And then like your goth girlfriend, uh, actually probably her goth girlfriend in in my head canon, at least (laughs) next to her are very much like the prickly witch like one and the like jock girl with the big sword and that comes through you know what i mean like the good-hearted jock comes through uh the the character who i one of the other characters that i recruited there was someone who was like clearly obsessed with like um 
uh, Sentai shows and like sees herself as like, um, my name isn't my name isn't Iris, it's Hero Iris or something like that. <laughs> and you have to like appeal to that side of who she is. You can't just you can't just like say, hey, people need help. You have to be like, Irene, I know that you're a real hero and the people need a hero like you right now. And I'm on your side, you know, that that style of thing. I, it, I don't know that the story is going to be good, um, but the premise is, and I say that all about a lot of kind of anime inspired worlds and this style of genre fiction has the sort of thing that's like, oh, here's our basic premise. Will we execute on it? I don't know. Will it give you, the player or the the viewer, a lot to like chew on and feel like you're in a space? Probably. Um, uh, it also does. It also had a late title card that I really liked, uh, which is there is a moment when you're chasing someone across, or or someone is chasing someone across a uh, a, a rooftop, and it pulls back to reveal that they're running in front of a bi- a big billboard that just says "Troubleshooter, save your dream," uh, and that's <laughs> incredible. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think my guess is my guess is it's doing something with the idea of these police not necessarily being chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a moment where you, after you finish your troubleshooter training and you're going back to your home district to set up your shop, you set up your personal troubleshooting company. It says uh, in Valhalla, it's illegal to leave your district of residence without official reason. Uh, a long time after the oh, uh, and then and then later when you're on that train, a long time after the train set out, the gloomy sky finally cleared, uh, cleared up. In the distance, Albus could see the gigantic border wall, and like I don't mm. know that that stuff is being framed as like good. <laughs> I think right. it's very much yeah. doing the thing that's like oh, this is the world to these people. These people just live in this world and are used to this stuff. But you, the outsider, can be like, ooh, uh, what's going on here? This seems a little fucked up. Um, after you like save all those people, uh, in the art exhibit, uh, the cops show up, the real cops show up and tell you, I'm sure you're already familiar with your rights and the consequences that come with them. However, just in case, I would like to remind you that if something happens to someone under your command, civilian or not, it will be on your hands. Uh, and that guy is dressed like the most fascist cop you've ever seen, uh, with like all black, everything except chrome blue, SMG in his hands. Um, and he's specifically mad at you for having recruited other local troubleshooters to try to save people's lives. So, you know, uh, I don't think that it's going to be a radical text by any means, uh-huh. but but the places seem neat. That bar is exactly what you suggested, Rob, and it is part of your like XCOM-like base. You can mouse over there and order a drink. And so that goes a long way. Um, anyway, that's Troubleshooter, a game I thought I was going to shout out and instead rambled about for um, 25 minutes. Uh, I'm seeing dialogue choices here. Yeah, that's what I was saying. There are. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love oh, when they do this. Yeah, this is this, this, this is, is this joke. is this is this is her <laughs> thinking about your character, whether or not you are a villain, a villain, of course, badly villain. I think that's been fixed. I think that specific translation has been updated sure. or absolutely, absolutely villain. villain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the things you could do with her is you could try to turn it around on her and say like, no, you're the villain. I have no idea what that did. Cause I knew that I felt like that would get me punched. Um, so, Good. so yeah, I, I think it's, it should be on people's radars or, or rather this is a game that's already on people's radars. It's just not getting mainstream coverage. It again has like 2,100 steam reviews. They're all very positive. Uh, or that are majority, uh, you know, that have the very positive rating overall. Right. Um, and so I feel like this is one of those things that's been kind of a sleeper hit that people have missed. Uh, it's been out for a couple of weeks. It came out on April 23rd. 
Um, so I, we'll see. I, I, Rob, did you also you linked the thing of the two dudes looking out the windows at the at the city? Dude, that below? looks so much like Han and what's his face. It's, you know what I mean? The same, yeah, same energy. It's a hundred percent that energy. Um, so I'm gonna keep well, playing. Well, it. troubleshooting's my Mexico. I will. <laughs> I will say it took me exactly like two and a half hours before enough of the mechanics clicked for it to not be impossible for me to talk about. Like. Mm. Those first two hours, I was like, what is even happening? I just have to let this wash over me. This is like, there's some, there's a montage sequence that was kind of cool. There's like some other stuff happening. It's like, okay, I kind of get what's going on here. Okay, but I don't know how the mechanics, and then I don't even remember what it was. It, maybe it was the flashbang sequence. Maybe it was something a little bit later than that where I was just like messing around with the, with the, I think it was when I was messing around and I understood that you could feed masteries to other masteries i was like oh that's what this game is that's how this whole system works there are a billion builds and you can da 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 like but it is not it is not approachable uh in any reasonable <laughs> way out the gate but i'm kind of enamored with it i'm kind of enamored with that in the same way that um you know uh, i think you know you look at someone uh something like the way avb has has written about games like code vein and their their focus on just like overwhelming you with information and numbers and style and all that stuff to produce a certain certain type of um uh like affective character to the work uh, that is not seen elsewhere it, it is especially works especially well for me here because i never see it in this particular subgenre of tactical rpg um like it, it does not even feel like it doesn't even feel like an srpg the way we talk about you know there when i was growing up we called things like final fantasy tactics or tactics ogre srpgs strategy rpgs i don't know that that actually reflects the difference between the word strategy and tactics necessarily mm -hmm. but that was like that is how we thought about those games and it's not i don't think that those games are technically in a different genre than something like xcom but there is there are characteristic differences between the games of that lineage and the games of the kind of especially contemporary i mean the old XCOM again was even much more different than than the the kind of japanese tactics games of its era um but this feels so much more like something from taking the the kind of framework of of XCOM 2012 or whatever enemy whenever enemy unknown came out and layering on top of it and weaving through it all this this entire other lineage of games uh, and and it's it's working for me so far so troubleshooter abandoned children with <laughs> <A> great subtitle <laughs> you know uh, yeah We'll see. I don't know if there's an anime or something. The the short text on Steam says that it takes place in the world of Troubleshooter. So maybe there's a whole world that I don't know about. Um, but who, who could say? It, maybe it's a maybe it's a franchise. Or maybe they're just setting it up because this is the first episode. Maybe it is. Maybe that's what <laughs> it is. Um, who could say? All right. Uh, is there anything else on that note that we want to quickly shout out or talk about? I feel like we, I am sated. You're, yeah, are you, yeah, mm, that's it. You've gotten what you need from this. Um, I, yeah, I'm going to save, I have some more Fallout 76 thoughts. Those can come on Monday. I feel like I've, I've taken up enough fucking air. Um, and we got some um, questions, but I'm not, you know, I feel like maybe we, we've done a pod today. What do you think? Yeah, yeah that's, that's can, where I'm at. We've, we've okay. done a pod. We'll wrap back around. Uh, but as always, you can and should send some questions in. 
Uh, I just got to step away from this banquet table, yeah. go into the living room, put on a game. Well, an old game in this case, and uh, fall asleep. What? Wait, what? What old game are you putting on? Are you saying no, like just... you're saying like turn on the golf channel? You're saying yeah. you're gonna like yeah. yeah yeah. I got you. This is like after the big dinner. You're gonna yeah. I get you 100. Right. What a great experience. I miss that experience. That's a great experience. Some NBA game is on. You don't you like half care about? Ugh, beautiful. Um, all right. Well, gamingadvice.com. Please use the subject question so that I can see it because that that uh, email now gets a lot of garbage and it's way easier for me to see the stuff that says that is a question for us. If you put question in the subject, uh, it'll end up showing up in our in our like labeled sub tab thing. Um, thank you to Bowen as always for the track. Miss you off the EP pale machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Follow waypoint twitter.com slash waypoint. Um, how about you, uh, Kato? Where can people find you? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. And Rob, how about you? At Rob Zachney. Um, last couple things I want to shout out on the site this week. One is if you enjoyed Rob's story from Monday about IndyCar's, uh, the, the iRacing stuff, um, or if you heard it but were like, I need more details or I need to see it laid out in text or I need to look at some videos, you should go to the site because Rob did a great write-up of the whole thing and sort of the uh, kind of expanding on some of the, the conversations that we had uh, on, on that Monday show. Uh, and that is called IndyCar's Virtual Race Crashes Sparked Real-World Controversy Among Drivers. Uh, and then I also want to shout out uh, this Matt Galt piece using leaked Nintendo source code poses serious risk to emulators just because I think it's probably worth being up on the situation uh, with some of the Nintendo emulation stuff that's been happening recently. Uh, however you, you, you come down on it, definitely worth knowing uh, what the fuck is going on there. So um, with that said, we'll be back on Monday with another episode of Waypoint Radio. Until then, please stay safe, uh, and as always, fuck capitalism, go home. Peace. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. All right. Love to stumble into a good seg. Love yeah, to find a yeah, good yeah. segment yeah. and just like run it and just like, all right, good. Oh, thanks. Troubleshooter. Thanks. Troubleshooter. <laughs> thanks. I, one of those games I installed on a whim, very much one of those uh-huh. games. I was like, you know, Hmm. I've been seeing this thing. Should I? And then like <laughs> anime oh. tactics, Rococo. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. All right. I'll get this uploaded ASAP for you, Connor. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care, guys. Peace. Bye.